Dante Greco. Dante is a really smart guy. And ladies love Dante. Look at that head of hair. Look at that face. What's your name? Casey. Dante Greco. Let me yours truly. Dante. I'm gonna come. Good afternoon, everybody. Good after good Monday afternoon to all. This is the Dante Greco Show, live from Los Angeles, California. Anybody who doesn't know this show, which is probably most of you at this point in my career, it's me reading the news and reacting to it in real time. So, with that being said, let's get right into it. Kill this music. And here we go. We will start, as always, with the Drudge Report. It's just a good aggregator of everything that's going on in the news so let's take a look america divided 42 days intensified for Congress. blah blah blah. hurricane watch tampa track this close near worst case scenario 300,000 ordered to evacuate is this the same hurricane that was hitting puerto rico last week and nobody cares let's see no it is not this is hurricane ian that was hurricane fiona uh, I did read that DeSantis, Florida governor, had declared a state of emergency for the entire state, which is pretty crazy. Hurricane Ian is now rapidly intensifying in the northwestern Caribbean Sea and will bring hurricane conditions to western Cuba before it heads into the Gulf of Mexico. Blah, 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 became the fourth hurricane of the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad, folks. Let's see. Why is it the near worst case scenario? 300,000 ordered to evacuate. If you're watching this in Florida, I don't know what to tell you. I hope that uh, you're, you're on your roof already. Just get up on your roof. I've lived in California my whole life. I never had to deal with a hurricane. Closest I had to deal with a hurricane was at one point I did live in Tennessee, and I was driving back home across the country to California. And I decided to leave on a night when there was a crazy storm happening all throughout Arkansas, basically, right up until the Oklahoma border. And it was so the rain was coming down so hard that my windshield wipers couldn't even keep up with it. I could just see the two little red dots ahead of me on the road. And uh, let me close this out yet. And and like I didn't know what was on the side of me, if it was just a lake on the side of me. I'm listening to the radio. They're saying tornadoes are just touching down out of nowhere all over the state. Eventually, I had to pull over in Little Rock, Arkansas, hometown of former President Bill Clinton. And uh, well, I don't know if it's his home. No, he's, he's the man from Hope. But Little Rock is where he spent some time. You know, he was also the governor of Arkansas prior to ascending to the presidency of the United States. Anyways, it was terrifying. I was trying to make it to Oklahoma, but I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to get whipped up in a tornado and ripped apart and sent into a big puddle just to get back to California. So I called the hotel in Oklahoma. They understood. They uh, let me out of my night free of charge, and I stayed in a very nice hotel in Little Rock. That being said, if you are in Florida, you're probably in trouble, honestly. This storm has the potential to strengthen into a major hurricane. We encourage all Floridians to make their preparations. This sounds really bad. 
It is interesting because I talked about this on the other show that I do called the Front Row Podcast with Jesse Rowe. He's a fellow XTMZ camera guy like me. And by the way, anyone who's watching this now doesn't know who I am. I used to work for TMZ for 10 years. Now I do this. Uh, he had pointed out that there was all this coverage of the queen. You remember her? She died last week and we all had to hear about it for two weeks. No, she died. Two, three, God, what's it been? Two, three weeks. Anyway, she's been gone from this earth for most of this past month. And yet we were covering it right up until last Friday, I believe. But he was saying, look, no one cares about the Puerto Rican hurricane. And it's true. I barely saw any headlines about it. No one was talking about it. I don't know if they're okay or if it's still going on. The media really is not covering that one. This one, however, you see is a big deal. Drudge brought out the red ink for this one. That means it's serious. Um, Ian was expected to become a hurricane. Okay, I, we know that it's going to become a hurricane. Tell us how bad it's going to be. How dangerous it's going to be. Including gathering supplies. States residents should begin preparing for the storm. All right. Okay. You know what? This is one we're going to have to watch. Not like we're trying to watch this because we enjoy uh, scary situations for others, but we kind of do. I don't know. I hope everyone's okay. I hope, you know, Mar-a-Lago, especially, it just went through that horrible ransacking. I hope that it's not damaged too much by the hurricane. I know that Donald can only take so much. Dementing Don says USA will lose Ukraine war. DeSantis fights for new MAGA crown. It's enough. Listen, I'm skipping over the political stuff right now because we're still just over a month from the midterm elections and the political stuff is going to heat up. So let's take a break now from political stuff. And we'll get to more of that closer that we get to Halloween. Newsome calls out Fox News, Alderman. Yeah, you know, that being said, I should probably get off the Drudge Report because it is mostly political news. But he always has interesting stuff like NASA spacecraft closes in on asteroid for head-on collision. Dow and bear market. Yeah, it's just bad news. It's all bad. The Rocky marriage has nothing to do with football of Tom Brady and Giselle. I don't believe that. This, to me, sounds like spin now. Tom Brady and Giselle Boonchin's marriage problems have nothing to do with his decision to return to the NFL. Sources close to the model now say, adding those claims are sexist. Okay, first of all, she has been trying to get him to retire for the last five years. She says it's because she fears him getting injured, which sure I can believe he also, she also wants him to be around more for the kids. Maybe she wants to resume her career. I don't know. I don't know why they can't just hire expensive nannies to allow them both to do what they want to do career wise. But we're going to pretend now that when she almost had him home, he had announced his retirement whether or not he announced his retirement to take off, uh, you know, to kind of go into hiding a little bit 
because of the brewing Miami Dolphins scandal where he was trying to Tom Brady was trying to join the Dol leave the Buccaneers to join the Dolphins and be their quarterback. But then that one guy blew it all up. I forget his name. He's suing the NFL now uh, for discrimination. You can look up the story if you're into sports. Anyway, she had him regardless. He said he was retiring. She had him. He was going to be home. Then he came back, which I'm glad he did because, you know, Giselle needs to realize this isn't just any old quarterback. This is the greatest player in the history of the game. This is the same as Michael Jordan. Like, people who have reached a stratosphere because of their combination of talent and determination and work ethic, luck, whatever it is, he is blessed. He should be allowed to play for as long as he wants because this type of talent, he's won seven Super Bowls. It's unheard of. One man. This type of talent is rare. Less than even than once in a generation. This is like once in a century. Almost once in a sport when you really think about it. And you want him to give that up? And by extension, you want the rest of us to give that up? To cease witnessing this man's greatness so he can stay home to be with the kids? How long is the football season? Three months? three months, four months. And I know that there's more involved and it's the practicing before the season and all, but like, come on, he's in the neighborhood. He's like any other guy, any other guy, maybe she's lost touch with reality. Any other man is going to be working at least a nine to five. And in today's economy, probably much like he's probably, you know, any man would be working a 60 hour week minimum to provide you with a decent lifestyle. I'm talking about just like a six figure lifestyle. He's not only making millions and tens of millions of dollars uh, uh, and, and who knows how much he's making in endorsement deals. He's also the greatest player in the history of his sport. You get all kinds of access. You get to go to the Super Bowl every almost every year in the last 20 years. Like every other year, basically, on average, you've gotten to go to the Super Bowl. Or I don't know. How long have they been together? Five years? Seven years? Something like that to come in at the tail end of this man's career and try to force him to cut it short when he has clearly figured out a system that allows him to largely remain uninjured, at least in a serious way. And he, and all of like the years of sacrifice that he put in, in terms of diet and just being able to enjoy himself, the discipline it takes to get that rich and that famous and not just be like, you know what? I am going to just, eat junk food and drink and uh, you know have a, he's like stayed disciplined stayed motivated it's so rare to take that all away from the world so he can live a normal house husband life is wrong i think it's bigger than just your marriage i'm sorry to say but some things are bigger than the, 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 the small daily life. Like it's, it's more important for him to be playing 
than it is for him to be just, you know, home on a Saturday. Let's keep reading this article. The problems are not due to his decision to play football again. Sometimes things are complicated. What the hell is this? Oh, okay. Ah. Uh, they're saying it's saying they're refusing to explain more. Okay, so you're not telling us anything more about it. You're just going to claim it's sexist. That's the defense. It's sexist, so now we all can't question these motivations. I call BS. Paycheck six exclusively revealed the Brazilian supermodel 42 and her Buccaneers quarterback husband 45 were on the rocks after she fled Costa Rica following an epic row. Listen, they both are probably very controlling people. They're both alphas. He had a major career before she came along. We all know she had a major career before he came along into each other's lives. I mean, she was, didn't they say Giselle was worth like a billion dollars or she generated a billion dollars as a model? I mean, think about how insane that is. A model, a supermodel. Someone who other people take pictures of you and you walk runways and, you know, you get into magazine and, and you model clothing. Like how many people are out there trying to make that into any kind of a career and make any kind of money? And she was able to parlay that into, I guess, arguably the greatest supermodel career in the history of supermodel careers maybe not the most impactful i mean when you think of the supermodel at least if you're a certain age group you go back to cindy crawford and naomi campbell and all the one but like that's kind of like um first mover advantage like they were the original supermodels that first class that came out in the 80s and 90s when when the term supermodel was invented okay they're always going to be up there on the mount rushmore but her career, Giselle's career, she might be like Tom, the goat of her field. However, I, I don't know. Did he ask her to quit her career or did she just decide to? I mean, the kids are old enough now. I'm looking at the picture of the kids. They're not newborns. Now, you want to be with your kids and you want to be there for those moments and spend time with them. But at the same time. I would love it if my parents were both billionaires and, uh, you know, famous, ultra successful people. You could be proud of that. Now, is it possible that they just have personal arguments, different philosophies of life? Of course it is. It probably is that, too. I'm just saying don't act like it's not also about the thing that she's been harping about for the last five years, which is I want him to stop playing football. He's won at least two, maybe even three Super Bowls since she was saying that. So maybe he knows a thing or two. All right. Let's get off the Drudge Report. Let's check the Daily Mail. Eve now. Do not wait. Leave to go where? The entire state is under an emergency alert. Where are you supposed to go? The next state over? What if you're down like at the tip of Florida? You gotta drive the duration, you gotta drive the, the, the entire state just to get out of there? What the hell? 
Okay. What are we doing? One viewer? Whatever. Leave a comment, whoever you are. Whoever you are, mystery person, put a comment down here. All right, we talked about Florida already. Alec Baldwin looks defeated as he faces criminal charges over fatal onset shooting and offloads $29 million Hamptons home to shield his assets and protect himself from looming legal bills. Oh, man. Yeah, because I was just reading that the prosecutor's office has requested $600,000 to... No, no, no. The DA has requested $600,000 to move ahead with prosecuting potentially four individuals, which could include Alec Baldwin over the shooting death on the Rust set last year. God, it's been almost a year since that happened. Since uh, the the accidental shooting, uh, I think we can safely say it's an accident, right? We're not going to get sued about that. He didn't mean to kill her. Gun went off. Now we're just trying to figure out what kind of negligence it was and who is legally responsible. He's he's selling his ten acre estate in Amagansett. You know, I got to be honest. You may criticize me for this, but whatever. I kind of feel bad. That's kind of sad because all summer, Alec was making these Instagram videos from this home in Amagansett. They spent the whole summer, the Baldwin family apparently did, out there. And they just returned back to their home in New York City a couple weeks ago and incidentally had another baby. Who even knew that Hilario was pregnant again? But okay. Seems to be a yearly thing with the Baldwins. I wonder, he had to have been thinking during the birth about the accident. You know, I don't know if he's thinking, man, how lucky am I? Uh, another life brought into, I, I've, I've created another life after taking one last year. But right, it's got to cross his mind in some way. What happened when you're watching a baby being born? It's just a terrible tragedy, of course. What happened to Helena Hutchins, the cinematographer? But I feel kind of bad for him. He has to sell it. $29 million, too. Jesus. He may just need to sell it to pay for the kids. Seven young kids. They've all got to go to college and they can't just go to community college. You know, they Baldwin has a reputation. His kids have to go to a nice school. They got to be well dressed. They got to be fed. Along with whatever he and Ilaria need. No wonder the guy is still working. I didn't think he'd ever go back to a movie again after this happened, or at least not for several years. But meanwhile, he's already made at least one movie, maybe two. I'm trying to remember. He was over in Rome shooting a film like two months after the shooting. The guy just loves to work. But yeah, no, he he may, uh, he'll probably get sued. I don't know if he's legally responsible, but uh, why not try? You know, he'll definitely try at least.
to sue him, get some cash out of it. What else are you going to do? I think even people like in the immediate aftermath of something like that shooting, the family might kind of feel bad. Oh my God, you feel bad as a human for Alec. You don't want to sue him. It's just a terrible, senseless tragedy all around. But as time goes on, you start to be like, you know what? Fuck Alec. Whether or not he meant to do it, he fucking, he, he, he killed my wife. I am going to sue him. He's got plenty of money. He's got a $29 million house, and that's just the one in Amagansett? We're not even talking about his New York City apartment? Yeah, let's sue him and the production company. It becomes easier, too, as time goes on. You get a little bit hardened. Danny, for you. Thank you for joining the chat. I know. Seven kids. It's crazy. Seven kids. And he is what? How old is Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin is 64. As the Beatles song goes, when I'm 64, I will have shot someone to death and have seven kids. Uh, yeah. Is it okay for him to tell his wife, let's stop? Oh, that's my mom checking in. Ciao. She's in Italy. Can he tell Hilaria, hey, can we take a break on the kids? I might have to get sued for this accidental death that I caused. And I could really use at least a one-year break on having kids. It'd be nice of her to step up and say, Alec, you know what? I'm, here's, I bought you some condoms. Christ. He's having, does he, does he get like a tax break? At his level, are there tax breaks for having more kids? Because that could be it. Maybe this is all to shield his assets. He needs more kids to split up his estate, and he needs them fast. California will ban all new gas fields. Oh, we already read that. Oh, now it's furnaces and heaters by 2030 to cut ozone levels. We'll get to that in seven years. All right. Anything interesting on the Daily Mail? It's a lot of the same stuff. We're about to, I know that we're going to scroll down and just see more shit about Megan and Harry soon. Yeah, we'll get to that. I want to talk about this world chess champion thing, but I feel like I'm going to get demonetized because it'll be too explicit. All right, let's check out TMZ. They got their finger on the pulse. I used to work there. Woman, Montana woman kills skins husky dog. Thought it was a wolf. What the fuck? A Montana woman is in hot water after she proudly displayed the carcass of a dog she killed and then skinned thinking it was a baby wolf. That is okay. Now, look, I know I live uh, the life of a coastal elite here in sunny Los Angeles, California. I don't have to hunt. I'm not an outdoorsman. I understand that the meat that I've eaten has to be slaughtered in some way and, and all that. But uh, doesn't mean I want to be there and, and have to be part of it. But I get the hypocrisy. But, like, why would you kill and skin a baby wolf anyway? I know there are areas 
where they do have a overpopulation of wolves and some people go up in a helicopter and gun them down. But like the killing and the skinning, I don't know. Like sometimes some traditions can be, if not left behind, they don't have to be, you don't have to do them all the time, right? At the same time, what 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 is this story doing on this website? Come on. I'm looking for celebrity stuff. Single car crash after practice. Video shows mangled Porsche. Boring. Deposition delays. Elon wants Twitter CEO punished. Who cares? By the way, anyone watching, when I put this up later, uh, it won't be... There won't be this many pauses. I will edit this video and put it up. It'll be a lot more entertaining. So, you know, feel free to check back in later as well, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, this one I saw earlier. Comedian under fire. Fired by Carnival Cruises for using N-word. So, this white comedian. Now, I want to preface this by saying, uh, I'm a fan of comedy. I like comedians. I know comedians. I don't want to criticize them. I think they should be able to be edgy and joke about things and free speech and the whole, whole thing. But... I could talk to Rob O'Reilly, the man who was just fired by Carnival Cruise. Well, first, let me tell you what happened. A white comedian is in hot water after being accused of using the N-word multiple times during his performance on a Carnival Cruise. A woman who was a passenger posted a short clip on TikTok last week that's since gone viral. Here's the TikTok so on Carnival Cruise night right now and they are perfectly fine hiring someone who uses the n-word multiple times in his show and when the issue was raised he said was raised he said and i quote if you're offended get the f out so to rob you're white first of all but okay there are white comedians who like to be edgy who like to joke about racial issues and that's fine uh, from a free free speech perspective but you just got to be smarter and think like, what's the point? You're, you're, you're not making an edgy. The audience of a carnival cruise line is not the place to try like your, your Lenny Bruce material. You're not up there. These are people who are, I don't know, they're retirees or they're just people looking to have a good time on a crew. They're paying to get trapped on a boat with other people for several weeks and uh, overcharge for their drinks and their food. And they just want to go into a comedy show and have a good time. It's like in like Vegas. It's like a floating Vegas. I went to Vegas not too long ago. We saw the Chris Angel show. It was, I don't want to say hacky, but it was kind of corny, but it was, it was over the top, but it was enjoyable because of that. He didn't get up there and try to do controversial material. That's not what this audience is there for. And so it's not like you're making some stand against the you know powerful people or, or the woke crowd. I, I 
I don't think that people that go on cruises are are, are woke. This isn't a political thing. You just, like, know your audience, because especially nowadays, just from a practical standpoint, in terms of keeping yourself employed, no one's going to hire you now. You probably could have been. Maybe he's been doing the Carnival Cruise or the Cruise Line Circuit for a long time. That's probably good money for a comic. Now, no one's going to touch you. You're not going to get hired by Royal Caribbean. They're not going to trust you. And, you know, there's always people out there looking to uh, get outraged about something and try to try to, you know, start up a hashtag against the next cruise line that would hire a guy like you if they decided to. So just from a smart standpoint, don't get up into your N word material on a cruise line. These people are looking to have, they're looking for something to do on like the 18th day that they're on the ship. It's like, okay, tonight we'll just go see the comedy show. They're not looking to have a sensitive racial commentary. Am I right? Let's see. Is this a clip of him? I make a lot of puns and really. people don't like puns anymore it kind of annoys me like I was talking to this guy who's Native American and he's like I can't grow facial hair because I'm Native American I'm like I guess if you tried to grow facial hair it'd be a patchy beard <laughs> you right a patchy it's amazing I said it off the top of my head he didn't laugh at all he was like I'm Cherokee I was like it was a joke and it was awesome go ahead and use it it's yours have the joke He's at a party server. He's like, I don't want the joke. I'm like, fine, I'm taking it back. Because I'm an Indian giver, part two. <laughs> he's, the, he's the white guy who likes to do the the uh, controversial racial material. There's a whole class of comedian like that, and, and, and then that's fine. People can, it's just dumb. In this day and age, especially when you don't have a big following, you don't, I don't know that he has a large enough fan base that he can just fall back like, you know, like he's Louis C.K. and just have them come to his website and purchase his stand up special directly. I don't think it's smart. And this type of stuff doesn't exactly win you new fans these days. Now, we don't know what the specific N word jokes were. Because um, she didn't the woman wasn't recording when he said them. But let's see. Of course, then they went to his Twitter and dug up his old tweets. Let me see. Can you guys see? Oh, shoot. I'm not even. Did I just watch that video? That's the problem with this streaming software. I think I just watched the video and you guys couldn't even see it. Sorry. All right. These are his tweets. I don't know that I'm going to read them out loud because I don't want this. I don't want me being recorded saying this, but let me just make them a little bigger. And I'm not a fan of doing this either. Uh, TMZ didn't dig these tweets up. People online did, of course. Uh, these are from 2010, 2011, 2013. The guy is looks like he's in his 30s. Bob O'Reilly, age, let me look that up. Okay, he's keeping his age quiet, I, apparently. I can't find it anywhere, 
probably a good move from a Hollywood perspective. I'm 21 myself. And, um, you know, when I look at my fellow, look, I, I don't like digging up old tweets to use, but they do look bad when this type of stuff happens. So I don't know. You got to clean house. You got to clean up your own house. Okay, listen, we're going to take a quick break. I'll be back in a minute to continue the show. Welcome back to the show. God, it looks like I'm going bald. I'm not. It's just hot here in my mansion. Okay, let's get back to the news. What's everyone up to today? Let's go check out BuzzFeed.com. Scarlett Johansson finally explained why her and Colin Jost's child is named Cosmo. This better be good. Because I'm not a fan of that name. Now, before I go into this subject, I'm not criticizing kids. The kid is innocent. This is just... A thing I, uh, I I've thought about this with parents, especially celebrity parents or Brooklyn parents or Brentwood, California parents. You know, they all have to give their kids interesting names, but not interesting names that are like based in 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 anything. It's just like something to be different, something to to stand out. So let's find out first why they named their child Cosmo. I love the way BuzzFeed writes their articles. Now, it's totally possible that when you heard the name Cosmo, you said to yourself, huh, that's a unique name. What made them land on that one? Well, fear not, because Scarlett has finally revealed all. During an appearance on the Kelly Clarkson show, she spilled on how she and landed on the name. We just threw a bunch of letters together, she joked before elaborating. No, but I just really thought it was so charming, and our friends all liked it. Well, of course, your friends are all rich and powerful it sounds interesting cosmo i don't like it only because i mean their kid cosmo will probably be fine but most cosmos born in this century will not be fine it's a name from i don't even know when cosmo is that the 30s is that that's like an old country name, Cosmo? That's like somebody's grandfather came over on the boat. His name was Cosmo. And this is the theory I have about Chet Hanks or Chet Hayes, the rapper and son of Tom Hanks. So we all know Chet. I've interviewed him before. Nice enough guy. Uh, but as you can see, he has gone in a completely different direction than Tom Hanks. He's tatted up. He was a rapper for a while. You know, he's still, he's always using a Jamaican accent. And the reason I think that this happened is because Tom's other kids didn't go this way. Colin and, and, the, and the girls. The reason I think that Chet wound up going so hard in the opposite direction. Obviously, he's spoken about this too. It's tough being Tom Hanks's kid and, you know, you feel like you got to like prove yourself all the time. But also because Tom, his real name is Chester. Tom decided to name his son Chester. 
his son who was born in 1990. So like nobody, he's what, 32? Nobody in his age group is named Chester. Nobody in this century is named Chester. Chester is a name from somebody who would be born in 1890. So you're going to name your kid Chester, and then he's also Tom Hanks' son, and everyone thinks he's just like a, a, a weak little rich kid. Of course he's going to have to rebel and go the complete opposite way that he went. Uh, again, nice guy. Seems to have gotten everything straightened out. But if you name your kid Chester or Cosmo, like Scarlett and Colin Jost did, or something like that, in this century, you're just asking for them to have it a little bit more difficult. Now, is it possible that Tom Hanks is some kind of sadist who wanted his kid to have a more difficult life because he knew how rich and privileged and how much easier Chet's life was going to be than his own growing up? Maybe Hollywood can be a sick place. However, I'm going to choose to think that neither he nor Rita are sick like that, even though people keep accusing this is the weirdest conspiracy also one day i'm going to do a show just on conspiracies which is that tom hanks is somehow one of these major hollywood pedophiles and uh i don't know if they've accused him of being with epstein but like he is all he, he's like some kind of major abuser i i just i don't see it i can't believe that it's just too crazy and that's when people lose credibility like um when when you know I don't want to say conspiracy theorists, but um, it it makes the whole people that are doing actual investigations into child trafficking or or you know rings like like the Epstein thing. When you start throwing Tom Hanks in there, it's just like okay, this is bullshit. You're all crazy. But anyways, he is guilty of giving his son a name from 130 years ago. You know, Chester was Chester A. Arthur. That was a president from. When when was Chester A. Arthur around? Just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. He was born in 1829. The 21st president of the United States, Chester A. Arthur. So just think twice. Again, not the kid's fault. Not blaming the kids. Just something for any expectant parents to think about. See what else BuzzFeed has to offer us today. House of the Dragon. Holly Madison, former Playboy Playmate, recalled the non-consensual and gross way Hugh Hefner secretly continued to use baby oil as lube after she asked him to stop because it left her irritated. I'm not. I, yeah, I, that's all I need to hear. Not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of baby oil in general. Put it that way. Adam Divine roasting Adam Levine. Okay, who cares? Edits. Is this what Edward Snowden looks like now? Oh, shit. He's still holding on to the goatee. I don't know if I like his new haircut. 
Matt Gates draws only six viewers to his inaugural Twitch stream. Okay. Well, there's not a lot of great news today, I'll be honest. Thank you, Reseda Reporter. I wait, can you join my stream? I would love to add you to my stream, Reseda Reporter. <laughs> I need some good news. This is just the live stream. Again, as I've said before, this is the live stream, so, you know... It's a work in progress. This is only the second week I've started doing it. By the way, we're doing it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, midday, Pacific Standard Time. And then, of course, I will edit it and cut out all the boring parts and only make it good before I re-upload it. So don't feel bad if you're bored right now. It'll be more interesting later on. All right, let's see. Maybe the Daily Mail has got something better for us. Jared and Ivanka celebrate Rosh Hashanah. Who cares? The problem, you know, you got to be careful when you're reading Daily Mail because they will make it seem like every single day this country is on the midst of like a complete and total breakdown. Take your ass home. Heavily armed black rights groups marches through Austin chanting anti-illegal migrant slogans, demands Biden close the border and calls for reparations to be paid now. So you see this headline and you think, holy shit, there's a war going on outside. No man is safe from the civil war has started to get the race war has started. Oh, my God. Where was I? I was just in the kitchen and I come back. The race war has started. But. It's probably like one small group and it's in Austin and that's it. Where, wherever you are, here I am in LA and uh, I look outside and there's no heavily armed black rights group marching or white rights group or whoever. Everything's fine. Just remember that. Take a moment to look away from the computer and you will see that it's not that bad out there aside from the heat wave. Which at the end, of, that's the problem living in L.A. now. It's the end of September. We're almost in October and it's 81 degrees. It's been 90 degrees on Thanksgiving for like three out of the last five years. Climate change, whatever it is, it's got it's got to change. OK, activists with black self-defense groups held an armed Second Amendment unity walk on Saturday in Austin, Texas, where they marched to the state house. They called for President Biden to close the borders and demanded reparations for descendants of enslaved people and a hate crime bill protecting black Americans. Well, this is going to blow some people's minds. They want to close the borders. So I'm sure there's some groups out there that are like, oh, OK, we're with you. And then they demand reparations. And those same groups will be like, whoa, slow down, buddy. Receipt reporter. Am I going to the Laugh Factory this Thanksgiving for old time's sake? I will if you do. Um, for years at TMZ, we would go to the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, California. It's a big comedy club, one of the three big ones. You got the Laugh Factory, you got improv, the improv, and then uh, the comedy store, of course, probably most famous. 
And every Thanksgiving, Jeff Ross and Tiffany Haddish and uh, Jamie Masada, the owner of the Laugh Factory, they would put on this big free meal thing for homeless or just people who didn't have anywhere else to go on Thanksgiving. You can come in. They had a nice buffet. Um, I remember one time I went with a guy and they made like uh, a friend of mine was there with me and they kind of offered like oh get a plate you know like they didn't really mean it the plates are for people who are less fortunate and then he took my friend made a big plate and i could see jeff ross staring at him like what the fuck dude like really that desperate anyways the group was led by the elmer geronimo pratt pistol I, i you know what i can't even make it through the story who cares? People are marching all the damn time. Everywhere. That's one piece of advice I'd like to give everybody. Stop marching. Nobody cares anymore. We went through six years of it with Trump. Every single day, every weekend, there was a march. And I had to go cover a lot of them for work. And, like, nothing happened. They Almost all of them did Nothing. Because when you march for everything, then it just becomes white noise. People stop paying attention. So, you know, it's the weirdest thing, too. Here in Beverly Hills, every Saturday, there is an animal rights group that goes marching down Rodeo Drive, and they're knocking on the doors of Moncler and Louis Vuitton and saying, stop using animal skin. And they've got their big, ugly, the their big bloody pictures and shit. It's like, you know what? Everyone on the street looks at you as an inconvenience. You're blocking their way to get to their next stop. They, they want to get in the door and they want to buy some clothes. You're not changing any minds. You need to find new ways to protest if you want to protest and stop protesting all the time. For six years, every single week, I swear to God, there was a march. There was a protest about Trump. It's all just like professional activism. It's everyone just trying to raise money. You know what would surprise people? If you shut up for a little bit and then then maybe uh, everyone would say, hey, the streets have been kind of quiet. Is everything okay? Maybe we should march about something. I mean, look, what are you going to do? They marched, they got guns, and they're confusing people. I don't know who paid for this, but let's not even pay attention to it. Suspect in killing of Michigan news anchor as it's revealed he waited for him to return from night shift, stabbed him to death, and beat his son with a hammer. Let's check it out. Let's get into it. Jim Matthews was found dead at his home in Chesterfield Township, Michigan, after returning home from a night shift. At WWJ 950 Radio. He's a demon from hell. Brother of murdered Michigan news anchor reveals killer met victim's girlfriend at Church Narcotics Anonymous and condemns authorities for releasing him on parole after eight previous convictions, including 
kidnapped. Seems to happen a lot lately. Same with the guy who kidnapped and murdered the jogger in Memphis a few weeks ago. They've done it before. That guy spent 20 years in jail before uh, the jogger. Okay. You know, if you go to an... (laughs) This is tough. Because these Narcotics Anonymous things are supposed to help people, Alcoholics Anonymous. I've never been in any of these programs, so I can't speak too much on the details. However, when you're around these people who are troubled, you don't want to bring them into your home. I don't think I think you could say, especially nowadays, everyone seems to be driven a little bit crazier by social media or whatever, the economy. Don't establish close personal relationships with people who are going through a lot of trouble. You just never know. She met Guertin at a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. Yeah, like, no offense. Don't want to be insensitive. I know people out there need help, but God damn it. If anybody in my life, could everybody in my life please just make me a pledge? You're not going to meet somebody who's crazy and exchange personal information or, God forbid, invite them into my home or anything. I would like to not be beaten to death with a hammer. This is terrible. Because she was probably trying to just help the guy. Probably felt bad. She probably was listening to whatever teaching she's getting in the class. You know, I don't know. Maybe she's a church-going woman. But it's just bad news. Some people are just bad news. We have to accept that. All right. Uh, the, the, I can't keep reading that story. It's not going to be fun. Show's supposed to be fun. Well, we've gone almost an hour here. And uh, yes, Bushman, I will have Bushman into my home at any time. It was a nice little comment from, can you guys see the comments? Maybe, probably not. All right, listen, everybody. The show was okay today. Uh, as I said, I'm going to cut out all the boring parts and re-upload it with just the good parts. So thank you for watching. I'm going to sign off for now. I'll be back on Wednesday. Tune in, keep watching the channel, keep sharing it with your loved ones. You know, go talk about it at an NA meeting, whatever you whatever you got to do to spread the word. And uh, like, subscribe, follow on Instagram, follow it on uh, Twitter, and I'll uh, see you in two days.